Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, I have to bring it up. Tomorrow is the 20-year anniversary of 9-11, yes. which is insane. 20 years ago. I can't believe it. Gosh. I didn't do any seem... stories this time, so. <laughs> but <laughs> but I had to bring it up because it's it's tomorrow. Well, Saturday was pat, this past Saturday when you guys were listening, but uh, when we were recording, it is tomorrow, so I had to bring it up. Um, but I have a riddle. What is always in front of you but can't be seen? Air? The future. Oh. I, air's a good one, too. I think that's an acceptable answer. I think the air is, like, all around yeah, you. Yeah, all like, around you, yeah. Not just in front of you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I have some shower thoughts. Okay. Um, that I may have done before. Okay. So. Uh, first one, the asteroid that ended the dinosaurs was technically the highest ratio of killing birds to one stone in Earth's history. <laughs> what? One stone killed, like, all the birds. Oh. <laughs> okay. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a different version of you exists in the minds of everyone who knows you. Oh, yeah. Crazy. That's true. As an identical triplet, you are simultaneously one of the rarest and most common people on the planet. Huh. Yeah. It's crazy. Making a typo in an online argument is the equivalent of your voice cracking in a verbal <laughs> argument. Because <laughs> you know everyone's going to pick that apart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once we have self-driving cars, wipers will no longer be essential because the car doesn't need to, a clean windshield to drive. Only humans do. Yeah, but I would still need to You'd see. You'd have to see. Yeah. You'd have to be aware of what you're... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. Uh, kids will never understand the poignant self-satisfaction of slamming a phone down on the cradle to hang up on someone and end an angry conversation. That is so true. So true. You cannot do that on a cell phone. No. I mean, you even, can try. But. Even when um, you had the... Uh, the cordless phones. Yes. Yeah, not, could, not even you close. You could if you walked over and then <laughs> slammed it on the thing, but it wasn't as easy. It wasn't. And even when we had cordless phones, I still remember being like, trying to press the button, <laughs> like all mad. Like they even do. Exactly. Like it's not... You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's no satisfaction in hanging up on anyone anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, they think they dropped the, the call dropped or yeah. something. So it's even less. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, that must be in a bad area. <laughs> they call you back. Hey, lost you. <laughs> I think we got cut off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. There could be a viral video of you doing something random with millions of views and you would have no idea because you haven't seen it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would die. I always think about those people, like the people that I'm laughing at. Uh -huh. I'm like, I wonder if they've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be horrible. Yeah. Uh, Gen Z might have been the last generation to know what it's like to get up early in the morning to catch your favorite cartoons on TV. Oh. Yeah, especially Saturdays. Yes, Saturday oh morning gosh. cartoons. I loved Saturday Fuck morning yes, cartoons. Fuck yes, the best. Get your bowl of cereal yes. and turn on those cartoons. Hell yeah, awesome, it's the best. Uh, someone out there vividly remembers something you said, which you have completely forgotten. Oh, yeah. very true. Yeah. When you walk into a Seven Eleven, you wouldn't think it's an eighteen billion dollar company. Wow, you would not think that. No. When we switch to electric vehicles, everything is going to become quieter. I wonder how our ecosystems will be affected with less noise pollution. Hmm. It's very interesting. Because it is. Everything is so loud. Yeah. Um, adult life is hard, but at least we don't have to do PE anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Uh, it won't be long before people use the 20s, 30s, and 40s to describe the 2020s, 2030s, and oh 2040s. 
That's a scary thought. Yes, it is. If a 24-hour clock starts started at 23.59 and counted down until 1, people might try to get more done. Hmm. Because we start at midnight and we go up to midnight. Yeah. If we started at midnight and went down, like a countdown. Yeah. Okay, next one. We advocate not judging a book by its cover, but also glorify love at first sight. Mm-hmm. So confusing. Yes, it is. At some point in life, there was a stranger who got disappointed by how your voice sounded when you started talking. <laughs> well, I didn't quite get that. Like someone didn't like your voice? Yeah, I mean, okay. I think it's more like when you, you're you used to talking to someone on the phone and you have a picture of them in your uh, head. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And you meet them and you're like, oh. Totally different. Okay. Yeah. I've had someone tell me that, oh, I thought you were black. I was like, seriously? <laughs> it's like when I was a teenager, too. So I was like, what? There was a lady that uh, we have, like, just cubicles everywhere yeah. at work. And she sat on the opposite side of the wall. Uh-huh. And she had this really, like, high-pitched, girly voice. Yeah. And I pictured a young, blonde yeah. girl <laughs> And I met her, and she was older than me, <laughs> and she was, like, short and chubby. That's so funny. And it's, like, total opposite of what I was picturing. I wonder what people think we sound like. Oh, I don't so know. So I guarantee not everyone has seen us, yeah. but they hear our voices every week, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Chances are high you are not anyone's best friend. How rude. That is rude. Biscuits and gravy are weird because it's like, here's some really wet flour poured over some really dry flour. <laughs> but it's oh so good. So good. <laughs> this one is sad. All adults were children, but not all children will become adults. Oh, it is sad. It's sad, but it's true, but sad. I didn't like that one. I know. Let's move on. It's likely that over 99% of trees that you look at will still be here when you're dead. Hmm. Yeah. 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 And imagine how many people looked at that tree that is dead mm. now. Uh, the most attractive people you, are, you will ever see are often random passerbys in public. You will, who you will never see again, not celebrities you can follow on social media. I always wonder because I'm sorry, I don't see anyone that's attractive in real life. Yes, I don't. <laughs> every, I mean, every great, and I mean great once in a while. And it's like, did all of the hot people go to, to be actors and stuff? I think it honestly depends on like who, who you think is attractive, mm, you know, like honestly... And I hope to God they never hear this. But I have quite a bit of eye candy where I work. Mm. Well, two of the guys that I work with in the office are hot, in my oh, opinion. Where I work, there's literally thousands of uh, people. Weird. Not that I see thousands. Yeah, but I'm sure. There is not like, there's, there's two guys that are good looking. Yeah. That's probably. Out of that whole. Yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> That's but they're what, but they're they're not even like like Hollywood. Yeah, you know. Well, we're in Indiana. I know, <laughs> but it's like, are there no hot people in Indiana? I just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. And uh, and again, it really depends. Like, I could go there and be like, "What are you talking about?" There, yeah, ever, you know. That's so true. I mean, it might just be what you Maybe are. Maybe I'm to. just too picky. I just don't think you care enough. To, yeah, yeah, to be true. like, okay, who's hot? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just true. go do your job, get your paycheck, and go home. Yeah. Okay, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> the posted speed limit is the legally accepted maximum limit, but the socially accepted minimum limit. That's right. That's very right. I know. I hate when people go under the speed limit. I can't freaking stand it. At least go the speed limit. Yes. At least. 
Uh, we are closer to the year the Jetsons took place, which is 2062, than the year the Jetsons first aired, which is 1962. Oh, that's funny. That's scary. And I can guarantee we're not going to have robots that clean our house. No. And There's flying no, saucers no maids, to go to work. No robot maids. <laughs> we have to walk still. We don't have floating chairs or their little <laughs> conveyor belt, whatever they want, they rode around on. Uh, most people aren't scared of being alone in the dark. They're scared of not being alone in the dark. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, that's creepy. Uh, oh, this one's sad too. I don't want to hear it. And I remember, I remember this. One day your parents put you down and never picked you up again. Oh. I remember that. I remember mommy not picking me up. And I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) I was like five. I really doubt you were saying what the fuck. I did not say what the fuck, but but basically five-year-old version of what the fuck. That's exactly what was going through my mind. What? 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 I'm too heavy. What? I have to walk? I'm only 10. No, just kidding. I do not remember that. I well, I was so spoiled. Oh my god! Yeah, you were. So yeah, I remember that. I was pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, it's a wonder why I don't remember those days. (laughs) Okay, next one. This is kind of dumb. An everything bagel is proof that you can seemingly have it all and still have a hole inside you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) We go to work by cars each day, taking the same route, but almost never encounter the same cars along the way. Oh, that is not true. That is not true. I don't know where these people live. Yeah. But I encounter the same assholes, (laughs) and they're all assholes. (laughs) There is a guy that rides my ass, and he's got a, a bumper or like a decal that is like some country... But it totally looks like a dog pooping. So he's the dog poop guy. And his car is brown. So that works. I encounter him all the time. There is this jackass in a Jeep that has his brights on all the time. And then 155 Zuo, that's their freaking license plate that I followed. Oh, my gosh. Speed limo's 55. She would not go over 53. Never. I hated her and then one time i tried to pass her and she sped up she sped up like a freaking two-year-old and this woman was old so she that's I, the only joy she has left what fucking with fucking with me on the road oh fuck that bitch if i see fit 155 zoo it's on <laughs> tell us how you really feel baby. i hate i drive so much though I drive so much all the time. It's a it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot in these people. Oh my gosh! I have my I have a a camera in my car. I I could not imagine listening to myself <laughs> scream at people. <laughs> I'm like scared to listen to it. <laughs> anyway, okay. If heaven exists, it's probably going back and doing your life over, but fixing all your mistakes. I don't believe that at all. No, because how would you know what your mistakes exactly. are? Exactly. And what if you quote unquote fixed it and it made things worse? Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's not right. <clears throat> the ten years between twenty-five and thirty-five are far shorter than the four years between fourteen and eighteen. That's true. When you were in high school, oh. the four years you were in high school, yeah. and then. The 10 years between 25 and 35? Yeah. That, yeah. That's definitely true. Yes. Yes, kiddos, don't waste your life away. Don't wish it away. Mm-hmm. It goes fast. Uh, the fact that bodies decompose and rot after they die just shows us how much our bodies do to keep us alive from contaminants. Hmm. It's very true. Yeah. Painkillers are the mute notifications option for the body. Humans are afraid of being bitten by spiders, even though they have more teeth. And spiders are afraid of being stepped on by humans, even though they have more legs. 
How do they know what spiders are? They are they are connected like at a level that you wouldn't understand. Apparently. Okay. They're in the minds of the spiders. Yeah. <laughs> they know. How big of a mind could a spider have? <laughs> well, maybe this person didn't have much to, oh, to talk about. Okay. Maybe it's a, a, a group effort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hearing I love you hits different than I love you too. We really don't appreciate the fact that email is free. There are sidewalks in the Cars movies, but they are all cars. That took me a second. <laughs> so would it be all roads? Yeah, you think so. Huh. Okay, I'm going to stop thinking about that. <laughs> 4 a.m. is the hour where you're either up really late or really early. <laughs> That's true, though. Like, if you stay up until 4 a.m., you're up really late. But if you get up at 4 a.m., you're up so early. Well, it'd be the same thing as 3 a.m. or 5 a.m. or... I guess. Anyway, <laughs> elementary schoolers who have no control over their transportation are punished more for being late than college students who have their own cars. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Oh my god! That was amazing! <laughs> She's very acrobatic. Yes! Jade just did a flip about four feet in the air. Holy, and she did like a twisty thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She's chasing a fly. She is about it, man. <laughs> There's a good chance that your calculator history is more embarrassing than your browser history. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Let's see, one plus two. <laughs> see, I have the answer in my head, but I'm not too yes, sure. I do that too. So I have to check <laughs> to make sure I'm right. Yes, that is my excuse as well. <laughs> okay, being on your phone all day went from sounding very sociable to very unsociable within a span of a decade. Oh, yeah. That's true. Finding an eggshell in an egg McMuffin is both annoying and reassuring. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pressing the lock button on your car key fob multiple times is the grown-up version of saving your game twice. <laughs> if you're still pretty young, chances are you still haven't met the majority of people who will attend your funeral. Oh, that's nice. Death is a paradox. It makes everything meaningless while it also gives meaning to everything. Hmm. The richest person on earth is technically also the richest person in the universe since our definition of rich is owning a lot of earth money and there's no way for extraterrestrial life to obtain it. Jello isn't technically boneless. Next one. What? Jello isn't technically boneless. I don't understand. They use, they grind up uh, horse hooves and like parts of, I think it's horses or pigs. It's some sort of powder that they mix in with the gelatin that is not, it's, there's, there's animal parts in it, in other words. Uh, most people would find licking the inside of a pipe disgusting, but wouldn't think twice about drinking water coming from that same pipe. Mm, yeah. I do it every day. Yeah. Whenever you eat canned pieces of fruit, you are more than likely sharing one whole piece of fruit with someone hundred mi hundreds of miles away. Mm. Headaches make you realize how much you take not having one for granted. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Extra fries in your bag is going to become a thing of the past once fast food workers are 100% replaced by robots. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Maybe midlife crises aren't really crises at all. The person has just reached a point in their life when they can do what they want and don't care what anyone else thinks. 
The people who are upset by it are just mad that their opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah, it's totally true. Like, fuck you, I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. Do what I want. You probably know more Latin, a dead language, than you do Mandarin, the most common native tongue. Um, I don't, I don't know, know either. Any yeah, Latin I don't know. Or Mandarin. I barely know English. Me too. You never really know how much fun you're having until you look back at that same moment years later. That's, if you can remember it. Yeah. I can't ever remember it. <laughs> um, if Apple kept its 1976 logo, it wouldn't have to change its logo during Pride Month. It was a oh. rainbow-colored apple. Academic grades are strange in that while you're in school, they are the most heavily weighted indicator of your potential, but they are never considered important after your first job post-school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they always want to know if you graduated high school, but Mm -hmm. not your actual grades. A rating of two stars is worse than a rating of one star because you know whoever rated it actually tried and tested it, and they're not a troll or blind hater. Your belly button is just your old mouth. Yeah. That's gross. (laughs) A successful marriage ends with watching the other person die. Yeah. The brain not only named itself, but it also recognized that it named itself and was surprised when it realized that. (laughs) What? The brain not only named itself, which you had to come up with a brain to name the brain, but it also recognized that it named itself. And it was surprised when it realized that. Like, huh, that's true. Okay. And my last one, accidentally liking someone's post while snooping on their profile is the digital equivalent of stepping on a twig while sneaking through the forest. (laughs) (laughs) I've done that before. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) I think everybody has, and everybody's like, oh, shit. Okay. I did. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, do you remember uh, in the news there was a lady that married a ghost? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I was thinking about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I did. We tried to have sex with ghosts, and here's what happened. Okay. This is by Katie Heaney and Ariana Rebolini. Rebolini. Okay. (laughs) Got it from BuzzFeed. (laughs) So these two girls, I guess they're, I guess they work at BuzzFeed. And this was probably around that same time. Yeah. They're like, okay, if you marry, how are you? Yeah. You know, (laughs) how do you have sex if you're married to a ghost? Okay. Yeah. So, here we go. (laughs) On a cold January night in the year 2016, two human women attempted to seduce a ghost. This is their story. Spectrophilia. Sexual intercourse between living human beings and ghosts is a phenomenon with a history that dates back centuries. The folklore of many cultures includes stories about humans getting it on with ghostly entities, gods, demons, caspers, you name it. In modern day, though, barely anyone talks about ghost sex. It's pretty much just Kesha and Paranormal 2 actress Natasha Blasik. Not even one Kardashian has Instagrammed about it. A person in search of answers to their ghost sex inquiries have very limited resources. For that reason, we, Ariana Reboloni, Rebolini, and Katie Heaney, decided to investigate it for ourselves. Oh my gosh. We decided to fuck some ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> you sluts! <laughs> How to seduce a ghost. Thanks to the aforementioned interview with Miss Blasik, we knew where to find an expert. We look no further than Patty Negri, a psychic medium and self-proclaimed good witch who has emerged as our nation's leading, maybe, only expert on spectrophilia. Oh my gosh. 
Before, before we began our attempt, we spoke with Ms. Negri over email, and she generously agreed to provide us with general guidelines and a step-by-step list of directions, which she titled Ghost Sex 101. Oh, my gosh. You think Jacob's around? I don't know. <laughs> okay, these are the guidelines. Okay. Number one, know that it is real. Okay. Take it seriously. Oh. Be as goofy as you want. Have tons of fun, but know that you really are inviting a real spirit from beyond in and that you are opening a real portal into other realms. Oh, my gosh. Number two, know your belief system. God, your angels, your guides, your higher self, your cat doesn't matter. Number three, don't get scared. Fear will do two negative things. One, fear will prevent it from happening altogether. Number two, (laughs) fear will bring in the wrong kind of energy, a darker energy that will feed on your fear. Mm. Number four, know that this is our realm of existence. They have to play by our rules. They have power over you only if you give it to them. Number five, have fun with it. Let go of any preconceptions of it being evil or bad. Keep it good, healthy, and fun. (laughs) Okay. Now, these are the steps. Okay. Number one, be in a great personal space, clean, happy, good mood, be in your good senses. Number two, prepare your space, candles, incense, mood lighting, sexy music, just as if you were inviting in a living lover. Do not burn sage. That will keep spirits away. (laughs) Number three, <laughs> why isn't this working? <laughs> um, number three, define your space and set its boundaries. Example, bedroom only. Okay. Number four, protect your space in whatever way works with your belief system. And number five, Start doing some slow, deep breathing. Begin visualizing your ghostly lover, what it, he, she feels like, etc. Ask the universe or whoever to send you a ghostly lover. Be very careful that you want it to be positive, good, loving, and light, as well as hot, of course. (laughs) Uh, Number six, softly add a chant to your deep breathing. Something short that you can repeat easily, like, come to me, loving spirits. Number seven, believe. (laughs) Number eight, hopefully you will start feeling sensations. You may hear something, smell something, notice orbs of light or shadow. Hopefully the physical sensations are coming. Often a feeling of pressure on the body, (laughs) the feel of a soft touch, and then different forms of sexual stimulation. Enjoy it! (laughs) number nine throughout your encounter communicate with the spirit make sure there is mutual respect and that nothing is done or allowed that you are not happy or comfortable with so have a safe word number 10 when it is over thank the spirit you can decide if you want to invite it back or not and close the veil or portal that you opened consciously verbally state that all entities must leave and you are closing the veil uh, shouldn't they thank you? <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> okay. With our instructions ready to go and a free weird Saturday night ahead of us, we prepared to get busy. A complicating factor here is that we are both in happy human relationships. <laughs> we decided to talk to our significant others to see how they felt about our plans to have sex with a ghost. This is how we... <laughs> That went. <laughs> Katie, my girlfriend claims to not believe in ghosts, despite refusing to see a single movie that features them, much less one's ability to have sex with them, but she was still, I'd say, less than thrilled by the idea of my pursuing it. So she believed which something. Which I get. Yeah, yeah, she believed something. I asked if she thought it counted as cheating, which I do not think she did dignified with a response. <laughs> I also asked if there was anyone dead in particular she wanted me not to have ghost sex with. And she said, Louisa May Alcott, which I was not expecting, but she did agree to. 
So then I was like, okay, I'm going in my room to do this now. And she was like, okay. In a way that I think implied she still loved me as much as she did before I proposed having sex with a ghost. <laughs> then she went into the living room to play a game on her phone until I was finished. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Ariana. It's possible I dropped the news too casually over Google chat. Just a quick heads up. I'm going to be trying to seduce a ghost this weekend. And my boyfriend was like, understandably confused. But all in all, he remained unfazed. I did ask him if he'd like to go on record with his opinions about his girlfriend begging a ghost, but he respectfully declined. Oh, they got keepers. They both got keepers. (laughs) So with permission, basically, granted, we got ready to summon some spirits. What follows are our individual experiences. Okay, so the setup. And this is Katie. My room is generally pretty clean, so I didn't have to do much to tidy up. I lit a red candle that I'd brought that I'd bought from a witchcraft shop, red for sex, closed my curtain and lay down on top of my bed, fully clothed. Everyone knows that ghosts can go through things, so in my mind, that shouldn't matter. Also, <laughs> it was too cold to get naked. <laughs> Ariana, I too was closed because of the temperature of my apartment, but to be fair, Could have probably chosen a sexier outfit than my Mickey Mouse sweatshirt and BuzzFeed sweatpants. (laughs) Katie, I wore an X-Files t-shirt and jeans. (laughs) Ariana, my ambiance wasn't ideal ideal since the seduction happened at around 3 p.m. But that was when my boyfriend was out of the apartment. So what are you going to (laughs) do? Who knows what temporal realm my ghost exists within anyway. My room was fairly clean. My cat was banished. And I lit a white candle for protection. Safe ghost sex is key. And good vibes. (laughs) Katie, just like another person might prepare to have sex with a new human for the first time, I prepared for having sex with my new ghost lover by having two glasses of wine at dinner. (laughs) Ariana, I'd finished up some wine the night before, so I grabbed the lone sad Bud Light lime left over from a (laughs) summer party in my refrigerator. It was fine. (laughs) The summoning. Katie, I tried as directed to visualize my ghost, but it is hard to visualize something you have never seen before. I kept picturing a lady in Victorian dress. That is who I think of when I think of ghost. A sickly, (laughs) severe, middle-aged woman in a high-collared Victorian dress with, like, a brooch. So I was not the most turned on I have ever been in my life. (laughs) Ariana, I pictured a Jon Snow reminiscent entity, though I personally don't believe ghosts exist in human-like form. That just seems silly. I was more focused on energy and tried very hard to practice deep breathing, something I am surprisingly bad at. My living boyfriend suggests I try yoga. Katie, I do practice yoga, LOL, practice, kill me. And I utilize the same deep breathing techniques I might use in class. But when it came to the chanting, I was extremely embarrassed for myself, (laughs) but also for any ghosts who might have been considering it up until the moment I started chanting. (laughs) Ariana, chanting required a level of commitment I couldn't confidently deliver. This is not limited to ghost seduction. I can barely commit to, like, putting on sexy lingerie without laughing at myself. (laughs) Katie, I also had a really hard time with step number seven, which is believe. Mm -hmm. That is easier said than done. This is something you encounter a lot in supernaturally metaphysical stuff. The idea that it won't work if you don't believe in it, but why? If there are ghosts just sitting around waiting for humans to initiate sex with them, why would they let my skepticism stop them? I guess maybe it is insulting. Maybe it's like a open thing. Maybe you have to be more open to it yeah. in order for them to even... You have to believe that it's going to happen for it to actually happen. Yeah. Ariana... It does seem like a potential cop-out, especially for those of us, me, who are inclined to believe and who will then assume it didn't work because they, I, just didn't believe enough. Hmm. The sex. Katie. 
Good news for my parents if they are reading this. I did not have sex with any ghosts. Not even close. We did not even get to first base. I felt nothing, saw nothing, heard nothing. Complete rejection. Ariana, no sex. Well, okay. No recognizable sex. My hand got tingly. Some have suggested I gave a ghost some hand action. But if pressed, I would have to say no, I don't think so. Also, this has just occurred to me, but why would my ghostly lover have chosen my non-dominant hand? But I did get swept up in the excitement of it all. Maybe there was a a respectable ghost and just held her hand. Yes, that's probably (laughs) it. Katie, even though I didn't expect anything to happen, there was a part of me that still believed it would. It's the same thing I felt with every Ouija board game, every spell, every seance I've ever done. I'll be like, ha, lame. And right away, a demon face will appear in a mirror. And in this case, come over my bed like, hey there, sailor. The debriefing. Katie. After I did not have sex with the ghost, I asked any ghost who might have come into my room, but not had sex with me to leave, like Patty told us to do. I also told them to close the spirit portal to my room. I wanted to say thanks for nothing, but I was too afraid, so I was extremely polite. (laughs) Ariana, I felt even sillier asking the ghost to leave, being fairly certain no ghost had even arrived, and understanding that I was speaking to no one, but I did it anyway, just in case. Katie, Patty's directions for us also said we should ground ourselves back to the mortal mortal world after the experience by eating something salty, laughing, or grabbing onto anything iron. I'm pretty sure I laughed fairly soon afterwards. (laughs) What did you do? (laughs) Ariana, I grabbed onto my wrought iron bed frame, at which point the tingling increased, and then I laughed in that semi-hysterical, wait, did I actually just experience a paranormal encounter kind of way? And then I got spooked. My boyfriend was home late that night and I fell asleep with the lights on and Netflix playing. Katie, I slept like a baby. I don't remember even falling asleep. (laughs) Will we try it again? Katie, I don't think so, no. That said, I would love to sign up for the reverse of this. I would love to have something to look forward to when I'm dead. (laughs) Ariana, sure, maybe. More for curiosity's sake than anything else. I don't know. I can't promise I won't. That's great. And that was it. <laughs> and hey, you know, if we're struggling one week, we got a show idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did a skeptic share their weirdest paranormal encounters. First one, I just woke up and saw someone leaning over into my mirror and was and immediately thought it was my sister stealing my makeup in the dark. Then I heard the shower running. Our parents had overlapping day and night shifts, and no one ho- was home except for us two. Then the damn figure straightened up and stared at me. I nearly had a heart attack and scrambled for my book light, shined it over there, and there was nothing. I turned it off, and it was back, still moving. I slept with the light on for three days. Oh, my gosh. Creepy. I think it'd be more than three days for me. Yeah, I like never in the dark again, ever. (laughs) I was working as an EMT in a rural small town for a few years. Was up late after a run, finishing my report when when I started hearing someone come down the wooden stairs in the bay about 40 feet from me. The stairs go up to the training room, and it's just me and my partner there. I go look. Nothing there. I go sit back down and try and finish the report. The sound gets loud and fast down the stairs, so I just get up and start walking out when the plug-in for the ambulance just shoots out and crashes against the wall. I decided to finish my reports in the bunk rooms. Mm Mm-hmm. Creepy. It was a Saturday, and I was taking a nap, and in my dreams, a girl with a white dress came to me, got near my ear, and started screaming. I instantly woke up and heard the door ringing, and it was my friend that came over. The moment he comes in, he asks if I'm with a girl at home. I was like, why are you asking? He said he rang the bell, and a girl answered. When he asked if I was home, she said, yes, he's sleeping. I'll wake him up just a second. I was freaking traumatized. Oh, my gosh. Creepy. 
I worked in a memory care unit, and one night this lady spent most of the evening talking to her husband, Jim, who had been dead for years. This kind of thing wasn't that unusual, though. Her mind wasn't sound, and we figured it was just her memories and comforting her to talk to him. But then later that night, another resident turned on her call light and asked us to make the man in her room leave so she could sleep. We didn't see anything and asked her who, she, who it was. She looked over at the empty corner and said, what's your name? Then a second later, she said, his name is Jim. Yeah, creepy. When I was 16, I went on a community service trip to Minnesota with my youth group. We were staying in this really big church while we were there. One night, the group decided to play sardines. You know what that is? No. I think it's, I think it's a big church thing. I think it's the opposite of hide and seek. Hmm. I think you turn off all the lights and then one person hides and then everyone looks for that one person. And when you find them, you have to hide with them. So you're packed like sardines in this oh. one hiding spot. And the last person to find everybody loses. Okay. They, they're the next hider. Okay. I think that's what it is anyway. That sounds kind of fun. It, it, yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be really. I've never played it, but it was, it's supposed to be really fun. Um, at one point, all but one of us had been together waiting for the last guy to find us. Yep, that's right. Um, it went on for so long that the group eventually sent me out to go retrieve the guy because we had heard him walking up and down the halls near us several times. They picked me because I'm pretty quick and agile, so I'd catch him quickly. I ran around for a little bit trying to hear his footsteps because it was nearly pitch black in the building except for a few emergency lights in the hallway. I eventually heard him and ran after him, only to see him walk around the corner. I turned the corner, but he wasn't there. I started going up to the top floor because there was a stairwell at the end of the hall, then I saw him go into a room where we were all sleeping. I walk in, yell to him, turn on the lights, and there's nobody there. I booked it out of there and eventually found the guy in a room on the first floor on the other side of the entire building asleep on a pile of pillows. Oh my gosh. When I woke him up, he told me he had nodded off about 45 minutes prior. I had absolutely no idea who it, who it was I kept seeing in the halls and going into our room. After I told everyone what I saw, we all moved our sleeping bags to another part of the church, and most people didn't sleep that night. Mm-hmm. Next one, I was a manager at a pet store, and we used paper bags. This elderly lady brought a cup, bought a couple things and was rang through and then continued to browse for a bit while she waited for friends or family. As I was filing... As I was filling something out on one of the unused tills for paperwork... I noticed this woman's paper bag start to leak out of the corner, then turned into a steady stream that did not stop. At first, it was like maybe she had put a bottle of water in the bag upside down. No biggie. So I went over to point out her bottle was leaking in her bag. She didn't notice. And then I looked into the bag. No bottle. Nothing that could have been leaking. It was a clear bag of biscuits packaged in store and a bully stick. I took the bag of biscuits out and it was completely full of water draining out of the corner. But there was no, oh, but there's the paranormal slash unexplained bit. The bag never decreased in the level of water. It just kept pouring water with no stopping. Me and a few customers watched it for 10 seconds before I realized I should take it outside. So I did, customers in tow, and just sat the bag down while it continued to pour. After 30 seconds, the bags of water started to suddenly decrease, and it was empty in like five seconds. It, it was, I, I was fucking floored. Like, what did I just witness? A bag that was magically connected to a source of water? I don't and still don't know how. I watched the cameras over so many times and still couldn't explain it. That is weird. Fucking weird. Maybe she was a magician. <laughs> uh, next one, I was about 18 years old, and this was during summertime in Texas. I was living in a little house by myself on my parents' property, and it was about 2 a.m., and I was playing video games. Suddenly, I heard a knock on the door, and it wasn't a gentle knock. It was a little loud. I stood up kind of spooked because I didn't have any friends, uh, much less any that would come that out, 
come at that hour and especially so aggressively. I stood there in the middle of my room past midnight and asked, who's there? No answer. The doorknob jiggled. I was trying not to panic. Again, I asked, who is it? No answer. More knocks. Who's there? I yelled. Louder knocks and the doorknob jiggles more aggressively. Still no answer. At this point, I'm freaked the fuck out. No one I know would come and mess with me like this at 2 a.m. I didn't have a cell phone at the time, but I had a landline, so I used my home phone to call my dad's cell phone and hoped like hell he'd answer it. He did, and I quickly explained everything. He ran to the back door of their house adjacent to my front door and confirmed no one was there. It suddenly quieted down as soon as I called my dad, and it didn't happen again for the rest of the night. I asked that for my dad... I asked that my dad keep his cell phone loud for the rest of the night and keep an ear out for it just in case, but I was scared to death and also curious as fuck. Hmm. Ugh, that's creepy. Next one, the girl I was babysitting one night came running out of her room crying, saying something was walking by her window. Now, I get a lot of creepy stories and things from kids I babysit. They have crazy imaginations. So I go check it out and really thinking... Not really thinking anything. Something runs by the window as I'm checking it out. A distinctly humanoid figure. At this point, I needed a diaper as much as the little girl I was babysitting did. <laughs> so I texted my parents asking about it, and this is the response I get. Oh my gosh, you saw it too? <laughs> yeah, I cried. I called the cops. They came by and said they didn't see anything around. The thing is, the parents had called the cops several times before, too, for the same reason. One of the freakiest times I ever babysat. Oh my gosh. That is creepy. Yeah. What is it? Ugh. Next one. My aunt has a story of her and her siblings sharing the same experience while in three separate rooms. My aunt and I were driving in the town she went to school in. We drove past a house and I remarked how bad it looked. She replied, it's worse inside. That place is haunted. I had never heard my aunt talk of anything paranormal and haven't since. The story goes that three of them rented out some sketchy house while going to school. Apparently, strange things would happen that made them feel uncomfortable, but never anything crazy. They would all notice a few occasions, on a few occasions, that they would wake up in the night with the blankets off and at the foot of their bed. Nothing too strange. People kick off blankets when they get too hot all the time. One night, my aunt recounts that she had a dream she was falling and needed to grab onto something to save herself. She suddenly realized that she wasn't dreaming and was being pulled by her ankles out of her bed. She grabbed the rails of the headboard, and after a few horrifying moments, she gets the strength to scream. At the same time, she hears screams from her siblings' rooms. Just as soon as it started, the feeling ended, and she ran to check on them. They all had the same feeling of being pulled out of their beds. Needless to say, they moved out and didn't look back. <sighs> Creepy. A roommate lost her cat. There's an old empty house next to where we live, also owned by our landlord, and we were allowed to use the space for parties, etc. So we were all very familiar with the house and all of its rooms. It was about 1 a.m., and she's freaking out about the cat, so I proposed to help. We thought perhaps the cat might be in the house, so we go in there with a flashlight. My friend tells me that she thought she heard meowing coming from the house earlier, so we keep looking. We get to the hallway, and there's a ladder in the middle of the hallway leading up to the attic. The door of the attic was a hole in the ceiling. Now, I had been on a crusade in this house many times and saw all of the rooms, but had never seen this attic, so this was really weird. Normally, I'm intrigued by these things, and I'd be like, oh, an attic, let's go up there, adventure. But no, 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 my stomach turned. Never, ever had this ladder been down. Nobody knew there was an attic there, and we know there weren't squatters since the house was in the backyard of the place we lived. I had a very, very bad feeling because the ladder looked so inviting, almost too inviting. I told my friend that her cat was, probably wasn't up there and we should go. We walk back and she tells me, you know, I really thought I heard meowing up there before, but we both chickened out and just went back. Walk out of the door, back to our place, and guess who's sitting at the front door? Her cat. Mm. Not a kitty. Ugh, creepy. 
Next one, I was friends with a girl who just moved into this old house. It was a house her grandmother had and had been in the family for generations, and it was pretty old. I went over there one night shortly after she had moved in and done some painting. She was giving me a tour of the place, showing me which rooms she had painted, and we went upstairs where the bedrooms were. At the end of the hall was a guest room. The door was open, and the room was dark, with some of the hall light shining in a ways. We both stood at the top of the steps for a second, admiring the nice paint job she had done in the hallway, when a man in fatigues crawled across the ceiling in the semi-dark guest room at the end of the hall. I can't think, but I'm not sure he turned or looked at us as he passed the door, but can't remember exactly. He seemed very intent, like he was going somewhere. Even just thinking about this now, my heart is racing. Neither of us said a thing. We just turned and hurried back downstairs. I grabbed my coat and headed for the door. She followed me, but then was like, are you sure you don't want to stay longer? I was literally like, what the actual fuck? I got in my car and left. I think I cried a little. We weren't friends much longer after that. We didn't talk about it at first. Then she would bring it up, and I just had this creepy, awful feeling that if we talked about it, it would start haunting my house or something. I moved pretty far away not long after that, and I just let the friendship die. I've only had two people, uh, I've only told two people about this, and it makes me nauseous to think about it. Sometimes I wonder if we had some sort of shared hallucination, but I don't think so. Wait, he crawled on the ceiling? Yeah, across the, yeah, in that, like, you know, the door was open, so the light was shining in just a little bit, and they saw someone crawl across the ceiling. (laughs) Creepy. I went to my significant other's house and was staying there for the first time ever by myself. He just moved in and didn't have furniture, so his bed was just lying on the floor in the biggest room in the house. I was sleeping when out of nowhere my mind was telling me to wake up. When I snapped my eyes open, there was a man lying on the floor next to me, propping his head up on his bent hand. I just stared out. I just stared, not moving for a second, like I couldn't do anything but stare back at him taking in every detail and not believing what I was seeing. All of a sudden, he cracked a smile, and I reacted by shooting up straight and reaching for my phone to shine a light at him. But by the time I turned back from grabbing my phone, he was gone, and there was nothing in the corner of the room. I never told my significant other of this story because it sounds crazy. No, that is creepy. That is really creepy. I was visiting my sister in Texas and had fallen asleep on the living room couch. One wall of the room was floor-to-ceiling windows that faced the backyard. They had 10 acres of woods out back and a yard that was big enough for an Olympic-sized pool that would come along later. I woke up that night and looked out the back window to see what my mind interpreted as the Grim Reaper hovering in the backyard. Naturally, I pulled the blanket over my head and squeezed my eyes shut, telling myself it was just my mind playing tricks on me. I opened them again, and sure as shit, it was still there. I had never been so frightened in my damn life. I went back under the blankets and stayed there until morning. I didn't tell anyone about this for years and tried really hard not to even think about it. It was so scary. Cut to about ten years later, and my niece, who wasn't born at the time of my sighting, decides to get the... Oh, decided to be the Grim Reaper for Halloween. Curious about her choice, I asked her why she wanted to go as that, and she dead ass said because my mom saw it in the backyard once. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Creepy. Okay, there's a story my mom hates to tell because it scares her that much. I don't believe in someone being possessed, but my mom seriously gets scared every time she tells me this, so I somewhat believe her. I already have goosebumps writing this. There was a man in our village that apparently got possessed by his own dead father. And one night he went out drinking. At around 3 a.m. he went home and on his way he started to break every window he saw. He also walked through the cemetery. He got When he got to my grandmother's house, he started to do the same, break windows. My grandmother, uncle, and his wife and my mom came out. They knew him and thought he was drunk, so they started to talk to him. His hands were bloody because of the broken glass, and his voice was growly and low. They tried to calm him down, but he wasn't having it. Once my mom got closer to speak to him, he told her to back off with his normal voice. He apparently said that because she was pregnant with me at the time, 
and somehow my mom being pregnant was able to bring him out. My mom fainted because she got weak out of nowhere after he told her to back off with his normal voice. His voice got growly and deep again afterward. Then my mom woke up and she saw him literally crawling in a palm tree my grandmother had in her garden. She said he was crawling crawling on the tree extremely fast and looked like an animal crawling on all fours instead of using mostly his arms like normal humans would do climbing. I don't remember what happened next, but when the sun rose, he started to speak normally again, and apparently all of his wounds from the broken windows were healed, and he had not even a scar. Also, he could not remember anything. Hmm. Okay, this is my last one, and it's pretty long. So back in 2014, I was walking back to my apartment from a smoke session I participated in at my friend's apartment. It was about a 40-minute walk, but the fresh air and brisk pace always is always welcome. Since it's quite a ways to go, I and I'm usually high as fuck whenever I endeavor this down this path, I have a lot of time to just think about stuff. So this particular evening, I felt like a, I felt a little sacrilegious in in thought only though. I think about God and about religion and then I think about heaven and hell. Suddenly, I had this thought rush into my mind, does Satan exist? I then thought I'd conjure a little amusing thought exercise to test whether or not Satan actually existed. I gave the Dark Lord the benefit of the doubt and thought out loud, if Satan really truly does exist, then they would appear to me right now and demonstrate their presence in in any way, shape, or form. Almost immediately after my entertaining the thought, a murder of crows flew right out from the bush I was passing, right before me and into the sky, in a barrage of claws. I gathered myself after the immense fright and stumbled off on my way. Surely a brilliant coincidence, some lighthearted comic relief from the universe. The rest of the way back to my apartment, I couldn't shake that experience from my mind. What the hell had just happened? When I got to my apartment, the usual sequence played out when I got home from varsity or from a friend's place. I always peek into my bedroom to make sure that everything is safe and that there might not be any intruders in my flat. Usually, as I peek into my bedroom and flick the light switch on, I rear back out mid-stride as I briefly scan the room. This time, however, I caught a fleeting glimpse of a pale countenance with its gaze fixated upon me as I peek through. Hovering in the doorway, I pause and process what I had just saw. Surely I did not just see a pale face floating at my bedside. Surely that was just some optical illusion with the lights and my mirrors. Wouldn't hurt to just make sure though, right? As I peer back into my room, straight to the spot where I thought I had seen the supposed specter, I am met with the intense gaze of this countenance. Is that right? Countenance? Countenance. Countenance? Yeah. Countenance is when you can't pee or something, right? (laughs) Something like that. I don't know. It's countenance, though, yeah. Countenance? (laughs) I thought I had mistakenly seen... My whole body freezes as I stare directly back at it, petrified with immediate terror. After a couple of seconds, the pale countenance (laughs) slowly starts opening its mouth far beyond the limits of what a normal jaw would accommodate. It let out a low moan as I bolt out of the room and into my kitchen, where I am now essentially cornered and at the mercy of whatever this is that I just witnessed. I grabbed a knife from my drawer and hunkered down in the kitchen for a while, after which I fully processed what the hell just happened. Eventually, I mustered the nerves to stand up and face whatever it is, so I charged into my room only to find it empty. I ripped open every single closet, every single drawer, and I tipped every single piece of furniture in my apartment in an attempt to flush the specter out, all the while haunted by, by my challenge to Satan earlier. Obviously, there was nothing. My friends likely didn't believe me when I told them about my ordeal with the literal personification of evil, but that doesn't matter. All that matters is that this quaint little memory is now lodged into my mind, and it's here to stay. Hmm. 
Weird. Weird. Don't challenge stuff you don't understand. All right. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. I did funny tweets. Um, these are married people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always save some vacuuming for when my mother-in-law has already arrived. Somehow it doesn't count unless she actually sees me doing it. Oh my gosh, fuck that. Mm-hmm, that's what I'm thinking. Be like, oh yeah, I didn't vacuum. It's over there. <laughs> Go ahead. My wife, stop eating with that annoying spoon clanking noise. Also my wife, should I order the large or jumbo Woodstock wind chimes? <laughs> my three-year-old stubbed his toe and then cried and screamed, I'm dying. So I silently looked at my husband and he sighed and said, I know he got that from me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I told my husband if he ever leaves me, I'm going to be super mad, but I will consider writing him a letter of recommendation for his next marriage. <laughs> marriage is waking up to an interrogation about why you printed a needed copy of a Verizon bill on the good paper that is also the only paper in the office sitting open next to the printer instead of knowing there is other paper <laughs> for printing such things buried in the garage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> my husband 10 years ago why do you watch this trash tv i'm never going to my husband now did those two go to the boom boom room yet <laughs> that's funny i married an extrovert a man who has way more energy than me when i'm tired he's ready to keep going and he's been pushing me to explore this beautiful new country of ours almost every day someone please help me <laughs> I love this one. Oh, wait a minute. Me. I'll have the sloppy Joe. Wife. This is a fancy restaurant, idiot. Me. Apologies. I'll have the uncouth Joseph. Waiter. <laughs> Excellent choice, sir. <laughs> Isn't that great? Uncouth Joseph? I love that. That is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. How do people come up with this shit? I don't shit? know. I wish I could do that. I know. Me too. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was great. Did I ever tell you about how uncomfortable my chair was in my wife's birthing room? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My husband wants me to seek help with my substance abuse problem. I even caught him throwing away my latest Bath and Body Works coupons. <gasps> what? You don't throw away Bath and Body Hell Works coupons. No. If you were to carefully study the mow lines in my yard, you can see the exact point in my marriage that I stopped having sex. What? <laughs> Maybe it's a, a man mowing thing. That we don't get. Um, probably. My wife. What are you doing? Me. It's called yoga for when you feel dead inside. My wife. Cool. I'm glad you found something that works for you. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Me. Honey. Where's my Von Dutch hat? Wife. In the trash where it belongs. I did not appreciate my husband referring to my slightly overstuffed lunch bag as a picnic basket. <laughs> Tall, tattooed, bearded furnace repairman exits his truck and starts walking toward my front door. Wife, looking out window. Oh. Me, opening door. It's okay. It's fixed. I fixed it myself. Yes, sorry, Bob. I sure did. So you can go away now. Just bill me for the the visit. Okay, bye. <laughs> I want that repairman to come to my door. That's why you never audibly react, <laughs> especially in front of your husband. You just let that shit go yeah. silent and enjoy. <laughs> I was talking to Amy and okay, so this is Amy. She's got her, she's in her new house now. Mm -hmm. And she, um, she was, she said she was trying to take a nap. 
and her fire alarm went off. Oh. So she got up and she's looking everywhere, trying to see if there's a fire anywhere. There's not. Yeah. So she shuts it off and she goes back to trying to sleep. It goes off again. So she gets up and does the same thing. It goes off another time and she does the same thing. And then it goes off again. And this time it says it's the, uh, what's the other alarm? The uh, Oh, the carbon monoxide? Yeah, the carbon monoxide oh, this time. Ooh, that's so good. she calls the fire department because she don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So she said they get there and she's like, she goes, oh my God, Jody. <laughs> Three of the most beautiful men I've ever seen in my life oh. get out of that fire truck. Oh, my God. And she was like, I'm standing here. My hair's all over the place. I have no makeup on. I'm in sleep clothes. Oh, no. <laughs> She's like, I'm tempted to call him again. I was like, well, make sure I'm over there first. Doesn't she live close to me? Yes, she does. Hmm. I might have to test that out myself. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. There are- <laughs> I don't. What happened? <laughs> it just went off. I, I'm just a, a girl. <laughs> I don't know. Please, big man, help me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's just loud. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Um, okay. Married life is waking up early to preheat your wife's car, then taking $20 out of her purse as a tip for your services. <laughs> I've never heard of someone preheating a car. Preheating? I th- I don't think they meant that. I think they meant warm it up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, I guess it's preheating. Yeah, I've never heard that of that. That reminds me of an oven. It's a, That's an oven term for sure. <laughs> Get married so when you pour your heart out, someone is always there to say, what? <laughs> that is so true. So true. Every argument my wife and I have, regardless of the subject, somehow comes back to the fact that she has pushed babies out of her genitals and I haven't. It's because it's the most amazing thing that you will never experience Exactly. Ever. Husband accidentally drops a fancy platter. Me realizes it's his mom's platter, but acts angry out of principle. (laughs) Yeah, you got to do what you got to (laughs) do. Wives only want one thing, and it's for you to open your eyes, man, because your keys are literally right there in front of your face. (laughs) Been there. Oh, yes. My husband had an affair in my dream, but I still love him. And if I ever talk to him again, I'll tell him. (laughs) (laughs) Hasn't quite figured that out yet. No. (laughs) My wife on her deathbed grabs me by the collar and with her last breath whispers, You're crunching those chips too loudly. (laughs) (laughs) And my last one. Thanks to my husband, without whose help I would have finished making this dinner two hours ago. <laughs> and you know, going back to the other one, if I'm laying on my deathbed and my husband's eating chips, <laughs> we have more problems than how loud he is. Yeah. I will haunt his ass. <laughs> Just snacking on chips like it's a freaking movie. Watching me die. That's horrible. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, spread the word. Tell your friends. Um, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. You can look us up on Facebook. Request to join the group. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.